Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbro from smalltownhomestead.com, and it's day 11 of our 30 days of homesteading Q&A, where I usually reach out to some of the best bloggers and podcasters in the homesteading space to answer your questions about homesteading. But today, I'm going to answer the question, because uh, I, I like this question. It's something I researched quite a bit um, when I was planting a garden in my backyard, and uh, today's question is, I am starting a vegetable garden and wanted to know if I should plant directly in the ground or should I build raised beds? I think it's a really good question, and the answer is, well, it depends. Um, <laughs> so I thought what I would do on this podcast is just give you a rundown of the reasons you might choose to go with raised beds over planting in the ground, and then you can determine which one's right for you. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, reason one why you might choose um, a raised bed over planting directly in the ground is that it provides better drainage. Um, now, depending on where you're at, this may or may not be a benefit. Uh, but, you know, it, it is, anytime that you have moisture setting on your roots constantly and you don't have good drainage, um, it can cause a root rot. And um, there's just no recovery from root rot. I mean, if your plants get that, they're going to die. So, yeah, it's great to have a little uh, air being able to work around the roots. So it does provide really good drainage having raised beds. Um, another good reason to have a raised bed is it uh, heats and cools quicker than if you just plant directly in the ground. So sometimes you can get a little bit earlier um, start on your uh, plants especially seeds, if you're planting from seed, um, in a raised bed in the season, and again, even a little bit later as well, so it'll hold the heat a little bit better. So it's just better at holding the heat, and it cools quicker in the summer, also in the evenings. A third reason you might want to go with that, and this is a big one for me, is it prevents pathway weeds from creeping into your garden soil. And, uh, you know, anyone who's ever had a garden planted directly in the ground knows about this battle. It's a never-ending fight to keep your garden boundaries defined. Um, the path just keeps getting wider and the garden gets smaller if you don't constantly work your edges. But with raised beds, um, you know, you don't have that problem. Um, it's a pretty major benefit. Uh, number four, raised beds prevent soil compaction. You know, when you just constantly walk around or run equipment through your garden, you're going to compact the soil. 
Uh, I really do believe this is probably the number one reason to use raised beds. Uh, being able to maintain loose, workable soil without tilling or damaging the health of your soil is a big advantage. Uh, keeps you from, a, of course, stepping on it or anything. It's up higher. You're not going to walk in it. You make the beds just wide enough to be able to reach to the middle from either side. So usually a 4 by 8 Some people go with a 3 by 8 bed, something like that. That way they can reach clear across it. And, uh, yeah, you don't get the soil compaction, and it's a biggie. When you have to turn your soil, you upset and damage the healthy ecosystem of the soil. So, of course, if you don't have to do this, you maintain a healthier garden. So, um, yeah, it's a big advantage. And number five, raised beds give you instant access to healthy soil. Um, for many gardeners, it can take years to get your ground soil in the condition you'd like it to be in. But with raised garden beds, you just start with the soil you want. You build it the way you want it right off the bat. Um, you just mix all the ingredients up and you put them in there. And you have instantly the best soil you could imagine your very first year of gardening. Uh, number six, raised garden beds reduce soil erosion. Um, we work hard to build and maintain the health of our soil. So uh, you want to you wanna keep it, um, obviously. And when your soil is boxed in, it's less likely to go away. That's just the reality of it. Uh, unlike the, the soil in a standard garden, uh, you know, which has a, a much higher rate of erosion due to wind and rain. Number seven, raised bed gardens create a pest barrier. Having a wall around your garden helps to prevent against unwanted visitors like slugs and snails. It doesn't guarantee you won't have them, but it helps. It, it won't keep them all out. But when you make it more difficult for them, they seem to want to go to the path of least resistance. When you practice gardening using organic methods, you can use all the help you can get for managing the pest populations in your garden. So raised beds are a great benefit there as well. Number eight, raised bed elevation can make gardening easier. Now, maybe some of you young folks don't get this one. And, um, you know, I wouldn't have either when I was 25 years old. But you know what? Uh, a day of bending over and then standing back up, working your garden all day long, it can wear on you. So uh, amazingly, uh, raised beds help quite a bit with that. I find that every time I build new raised beds, I keep making them just a little bit taller. So, uh, you know, I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. I'm thinking that uh, I'm just getting a little older and I like to get them up there where I can work them. So, yeah, it's a great, another great benefit to raised beds. And number nine, finally, is raised beds can be a beautiful addition to your homestead landscape. Um, there's a lot of awesome designs for raised garden beds out there. And uh, you know what? You're only limited by your imagination. Beautiful garden bed design and layout can transform the look of your property and make you want to spend every spare hour in your garden. You know, maybe this shouldn't be listed as a benefit, but I'd be lying if I said it wasn't one of the reasons I use them. You can really make them look nice. You can build them out of stone. I've got some really beautiful raised beds right out my back door that I built out of pallets, and uh, they look great. I mean, I, I just love the look of them. Um, so, you know, you can build them out of different things. Uh, of course, someone's going to call in and say, you shouldn't build those out of pallets because they got chemical. Well, I got chemical-free pallets, so don't worry about that. Um, let me just real quickly, though, mention a couple disadvantages to using raised beds. Well, number one, and this is a biggie, is that raised beds have a higher initial cost. Um, they can be expensive. 
And, uh, you know, it depends on what you're building them out of. If you're building them out of, you know, store-bought lumber or stone, metal, you know, those aren't cheap. And it can cost you quite a bit. And, and also, the soil mix can be expensive. I mean, when you're buying it by the bag, now, if you can find a uh, someplace local that you can buy it by the truckload, it's a lot cheaper. But if you're running down to the local box store and buying bags of what you're going to make your soil mix out of, it's going to add up very quickly. Um, a four by eight bed takes a lot of soil. So, you know, you want to count your cost before you decide to start going the way of raised garden beds. And, you know, building raised garden beds can be a lot of work. I'm not just talking about building the frame, uh, you know, of the, of the garden bed, but also filling it up. I mean, it's a lot of shoveling and, uh, you know, handling all that dirt, mixing it all up, putting it all in the garden bed, wheelbarrowing it back and forth. It's a lot of work. So, you know, count the cost of the of the garden beds. Count the cost of your labor as well. It is a lot easier just to run a rototiller through some uh, piece of a patch of ground, you know, than it is to build and, and fill a raised bed. So think about those things. I would suggest that one thing you would probably want to do that would help you determine if the soil is one reason is get a uh, soil test kit and it'll tell you what kind of nutrients you have if you have uh, a deficiency in something or too much of something and you know they're under 20 bucks usually for a decent soil test kit Uh, now if you want to test for things like lead and stuff i think you probably have to take a soil sample and go through your uh, county extension office and uh, find out where to send that maybe to a local college or something to actually get um, the soil tested for like lead and things like that. And if you're in an urban environment, I would advise that. Um, but you know, it, again, if your soil isn't up to the standards and it's going to take several years to get your soil there, raised beds are a good way to go. So, um, yeah, do that. Think about some of those advantages to a raised bed. And you know, I have both on my property. I have raised beds and I have places where I've planted directly in the ground and other places. So, you know, it just depends on the location. It depends on the soil. It depends you know, on a lot of things, on those things especially that I've mentioned. If uh, you can make it work in the ground, go that route. If you think raised beds would be a benefit, then you should go that route. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can go to smalltownhomestead.com slash raised beds. One word, raised beds. Um Hey, if you like these podcasts, you know, we're on day 11, as I said earlier. Uh, you know, we're working our way right through these 30 days of homesteading Q&A. And if you like this podcast or if it's been a benefit to you at all, why don't you swing by iTunes or Stitcher and uh, leave us a rating and review and uh, tell us what you think about this podcast. And I know some of you have mentioned that uh, you like the old format where we were doing some interviews and talking to people about their homesteads. We're going to get back to that. I just wanted to take a little break away from that and uh, do a 30 days of answering questions. And then we'll jump right back into the old format, longer shows. You know, most of them are running 45 minutes to an hour. And, uh, you know, we'll hear about some homesteads again. We'll try different things at different times on this podcast. So I hope you enjoy it. Jump on over there and leave us a rating and review. And uh, check back with us in a couple days. And we'll have another great question and answer for you. And until then... Happy homesteading. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow. 
Thank you.